0: Well good morning church. It is good to be here. It's good to see you all. I am very excited to be able to share with you not just about safe families. I mean that's kind of the theme. You know that's going to be obviously an action step for you all at the end but really share with you the heart of it, the, um, the, the really the, the God-given mandate that we have the opportunity to love and care for those around us. That's what we're going to spend a lot of time on today. Um, I want to just say, uh, really, just a, a quick thank you to uh, the church, to the staff, um, to the, say, family volunteers already just for the, um, just the embracing of this ministry, um, the ministry, the great ministry that's already happened, the opportunity to do this today. It's really, really cool. Um, And also, just for me, I'll say on a very quick personal note, um, in light of the starting point classes, um, I know next week is the class on discovering your purpose and using your gifts And I encourage you guys to do that because I can say, I would give a personal testimony of just how awesome Calvary does in really allowing people to use their gifts. I can play a little guitar and talk for a little bit, and I get the opportunity to do that every now and then around here. And it's a great blessing. So I really encourage you guys uh, to do that as well. So before we jump in, can we do something really fun? Yeah, can we? Okay, you got your phone? Got your phone? Okay, get your phone out real quick. Open up your camera. Okay. We're all going to take a selfie real quick, okay? So I want you to take a selfie with yourself or maybe with the people around you. Okay, I'm going to get you guys all in the background. So I want you to go ahead and take your selfie. All right, ready? You just go ahead and do that. Smile. Okay, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to post that on your Instagram, on your Facebook, on your Twitter, and I want you to say, I'm going to love my neighbor. I'm going to love my neighbor. And then do hashtag Safe Families Sunday, all right? It's going to be really fun. We're going to trend this. It's going to be really cool. So that's, that's our fun for the morning. Um, cool. All right. Since your phones are out already, I'm sure you've got a Bible on there somewhere, open up to the book of Luke, chapter 10, and you can read along in your scripture. If you don't have one, you can read up on the screen. Um, and uh, let's stand together as we hear God's word for us this morning, okay? Luke chapter 10, we're going to start at verse 25. A very familiar story, I believe, for all of us. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him, Jesus, to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, well, what is written in the law? Like, you're a lawyer, what's written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, let's all read this part together, okay? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Great job. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Let's all ask that. And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers. He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, you go and do likewise. It's the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this morning that we get to worship you. We get to open up your word and hear from you. Lord, that now that I pray that as I speak, that your spirit speaks to all of us, speaks to me, Speaks to every one of us that we may love you more, and that we may live like we do. Um, so thank you so much. We praise in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Would you guys grab a seat. Okay. Um, let me tell you a couple neighboring stories. Loving your neighbor stories. My best neighboring stories actually have to do with my wife because she loves people more than I do. And if you know my wife, you'll probably all say Amen, right? So. Um, We live in a neighborhood uh, to where there's a lot of walkers in our neighborhood. Uh, People walking everywhere, uh, going to the bus, going to the store. Uh, Walkers are everywhere. And because we have walkers, uh, we're front porch sitters. Okay, we like to sit on our front porch when the weather's nice and, uh, you know, talk and when we see people are able to visit, those sorts of things. So this last summer, we were sitting on the porch all together as a family um, doing something, we were talking, and uh, and this lady starts walking by her house on the sidewalk, just loaded up with some grocery bags, okay, plastic grocery bags, like like maybe four in each hand, and suddenly look at he split. My wife is off. She's off the porch. She's down there, walking alongside the lady. She said, "Hey, can I help you carry your bags?" And this lady's like, I don't know you, but okay. And uh, she, she gave Dawn some of the bags, and Dawn walked with her like six blocks. You know, the, all the way to the other end of her neighborhood, and still she only went with her halfway. You know, the lady had a far way to go. But I just thought, you know what, man, what a great picture of taking an opportunity to love your neighbor, seeing someone carrying a burden, carrying a load and just going and doing it. And, you know, And we didn't realize how far she was walking. I mean, time was going by. I'm looking around at my kids. I'm like, where's your mom? You know, do not need to go get in the car and, like, find her, or what's going on here? But she eventually came back, obviously, and it was really, <laughs> it was a really neat story. Uh, another story I have for you, um, this just happened just a couple weeks ago. Um, th- there's, a, there's a family in just around the corner from us that we uh, spend a good bit of time with some of their kids um, in our house a lot. Um, Bring them to church even those sorts of things. Uh, We've been investing in this family in some way shape or form for about four years Well a few weeks ago um, It was a weeknight school night 830 at night. We're starting to shut our house down You know get our kids in bed that sort of thing we hear a Knock at the door, and I'm still downstairs. I went over to the front door, and there's this little girl and um, a kid that I didn't know Okay, he was a cousin is what the story was, and he's like, uh, hey, can she stay here for a couple hours because, you know, there's a family emergency going on that's not appropriate for her to be around, and I'm like, um, I don't know if your story's true, and I don't know you, but yes, she can stay here because I don't know who you are, um, so she came in, uh, we made some phone calls to the mom, found out there was no family emergency, you know, this cousin and the older brother wanted to go out and party or something, but the cool thing was the cool thing was that, because of our um, investment in this family, that they knew our home was going to be a safe home for this child to come to and be at, and we were honored by that, and as mad as the mom was on the other side of the phone when Don was talking to her they 're both like we 're both so glad they knew they could bring her here, okay another opportunity of just tangibly loving your neighbor here when we talk about loving your neighbor here's really what we're getting at i think what the scripture really gets at it is basically about noticing engaging caring and serving people that's pretty much what what neighboring what loving your neighbor is really about you think about it if jesus was your neighbor if he lived in your neighborhood, if he lived on your block, he'd be the most popular guy in your neighborhood. Everyone would want to live next door to Jesus. They're always going to want to borrow something from Jesus, have Jesus help him out with something. You know. Or, hey, Jesus, can I get a cup of sugar? He'd go, Pff, here, sugar, there you go. You know. Um, I mean, he was able to do that. Everyone would want to be with Jesus. Would people say the same thing about you, about me? I mean, as Jesus' body with his spirit in us as his followers. That should mark us in our neighborhoods as well. The primary strategy, the primary strategy that God has given us to do his will, to find joy in our lives, to witness to others to help people find healing in their brokenness is to simply love your neighbor. Number one strategy. See, we love God first, all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then we love our neighbor. Your love for people is a manifestation of your love for God. Your love for people is a manifestation it shows and proves your love for God. Ryan, can you back this up? Well, yeah, I can back this up. Galatians 5.14 backs this up. It says, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. The whole law is fulfilled. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So this begs a question we need to spend a second on is what is love? I mean, when you hear this a lot, you know, what is love? What is love? It's this feeling thing, this emotion thing. Okay, you know, guys, eyes up here, boys. Tuesday's a big day, right? So when you take your lady out to dinner, don't do this. Don't be sitting at the table, eating your steak, and say, oh my gosh, I love this steak. It's so good. And then two seconds later, you say, hey, baby, I really love you. Thanks for being here. Okay, she's not going to receive that too well because she doesn't want to be equated to your love for steak. Okay, (laughs) just a free tip. Okay, don't do that. But here's what love is. Love is a decision. Love is a commitment. It's an action of service and self-sacrifice that precedes emotion. That's what love is. First John chapter three, you know what we all love John three sixteen. I love first John three sixteen. It says this, by this we know love, that he Jesus laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay our lives down for the brothers. Then in verse eighteen it says, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but indeed in deed and truth. John says, John defines love as Jesus' sacrifice, as his service. That's how love is defined. let's uh let's go on let's let's we have that as our kind of a background let's talk about why all this matters why does this love your neighbor thing matter here's the first reason why everyone is made in the image of God and deserves to be loved Everyone is made in the image of God and deserves to be loved. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. So God created man in His own image, in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. Everyone is made in the image of God and deserves to be loved. But while not everyone has the new life that salvation produces, everyone is made as an image bearer. That is true. And here's how I want to to make this really personal real quick here. I want you to think of the person in your life this past week that has most annoyed you, most offended you, maybe even most hurt you this past week. They're an image-bearer. They're an image-bearer of God. And a truth we need to hold on to is this. People will continue in their brokenness. Because hurt people hurt people, right? People will continue in their brokenness unless they are persistently and consistently loved as an image-bearer of God. That is why Jesus was so popular. That's why his ministry was so effective, because he did that perfectly, didn't he? The other reason why this whole loving your neighbor thing is so important is it's how the world is influenced. It's how the world is influenced. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, another super popular passage. You're the salt of the earth. If salt has lost its taste, how will its saltiness be restored? You're the light of the world. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We're salt, we're light. But here's the thing about salt and light light is shown into a dark place. If we needed to come into this room and the power went out and it's pitch black in here and we needed to see with a flashlight, would we stand out in the lobby? and just show the flashlight in the room to try to figure out where something is? No, we would have to come into the room with our lights to find what we're looking for. Same way with salt. Salt is put onto something. If you want to preserve something, if you want to flavor something, you know, I made an egg this morning. I couldn't make my egg and have my salt shaker over here and just think the egg was going to taste a little salty or taste a little better. No, you got to put it on there there is a nearness that must happen a nearness you cannot influence you cannot love from a distance you cannot do that you see you think back to the parable that we read think about the priest and the levites what did jesus say in the parable when they saw the man they saw the man and they passed by on the what the other side no nearness but the Samaritan he saw the man and he came to where he was he came to where he was this is how we influence we have to influence closely be near so where do we start how do we start to do this well there's a there's kind of a, a pre-step before we actually get into the meat of loving your neighbor here's the pre-step let me ask you a question first Who here struggles with, show of hands, big vulnerability going on right now, okay? Just please, please do this with me. Who here struggles with feeling, like with always feeling good about yourself? Who struggles with that? You always feel good about yourself, okay? Okay, some of you are not brave in raising your hands, or you're just lying, okay? Um, this is part of our human condition, right? Um, I'll raise both my hands for everybody, okay? So it's a truth, right? We, none of us really always feel good about ourselves. But this is the starting point for loving your neighbor, because what does the Word say? The Word says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, Right? Love yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. And here's what I I want to tell each and every one of you who struggle with feeling good about yourself. You are an image bearer of the most high God. The God who created everything. The God who came down from heaven in the person of Jesus and gave his life on the cross You are an image bearer of him. You are an image bearer of him. And more than that, if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have been saved by grace through faith in Jesus, you are made new. You have new life in you. You have his Holy Spirit in you to empower you to do whatever God calls you to do. It's one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, in Colossians chapter 3. It says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. What a beautifully powerful verse that tells us who we are. Our life is in Jesus. It's hidden in Jesus. If you struggle with loving yourself, let me tell you one thing right now. You do not need better self-esteem. You don't need better self-esteem. The more you look at yourself, the more miserable you will become. That is a gospel truth. What you need is more Christ-esteem in your life. You need to keep looking at Jesus. Uh, there's this great quote by Robert Murray M'Cheyne that says, For every one look at yourself, take ten looks to Christ. Your life is hidden in Jesus. Look to Jesus. Set your minds on the things above where Christ is, where your true life is. If you want to feel good about this life that you're living... One, you need Jesus. You need to be saved. He needs to be your Savior and your Lord, and you need to keep looking to Him for you to function every day, for you to be purposeful every day, to make an influence every day. Christ is your life. That's your starting point. You're to love your neighbor as yourself. Unless you love yourself because Jesus loves you, you can't rightly love your neighbor. So, who are these neighbors we keep talking about? Who are they? They are those around you. okay? They are those around you, but they're not just them. You can turn to the person next to you and say, you're you my neighbor. Go ahead, turn to the person next to you and say, you're my neighbor. Yeah, the people that you live around on your block. They're your neighbor. All right? Um, here's a, How well do you know the people that you live around? How well do you know who are the people in your neighborhood? I want to sing the song now. Right. <laughs> Do you know the people around you? Maybe that's your starting point. I mean, maybe that is really like a step that you need to start taking right now. Like, I'm gonna get to know this guy that I've been living next to you for five years. You know, and I'm gonna find out something about him. Maybe that's just your starting point. But the point of the parable isn't really about the literal neighbor. I do believe it's about the I do believe in literal neighboring. I really do. But the part of the parable, the point of the parable is this neighbors are those in need. Neighbors are those in need. This is what Jesus gets to. There was a man in great need in the parable. And he was one that was viewed not just as different. I mean, Jesus is very purposeful with his parables. The man man in need was Jewish, and the man who helped him was a Samaritan. And to say Jews and Samaritans didn't like each other is quite the understatement. But that's a whole nother lesson and teaching we got to do. We had this man who was in need. He was jumped, he was beaten. The word says he was left for dead. He's in bad shape. And every person that passes by. I can imagine he, you know, I could see, see him laying there groaning, and maybe barely having one eye open. And he sees the priest pass by, and he sees the Levite pass by, and I can just feel the hopelessness in him grow. Can't you? He's unable to help. He's like, I can't help myself. Someone's got to help me. We get to a beautiful verse in ten thirty-seven. It's a convicting verse. Remember, Jesus is telling this parable. He's answering the question of a lawyer, an expert in the law, a Jew, who didn't like Samaritans, remember? And so when Jesus said, well, who was the neighbor? Who proved to be be a neighbor? The guy couldn't even say the Samaritan. You catch that? The lawyer, he couldn't even say, yeah, it was a Samaritan. He said, the one who showed him mercy. The one who showed him. When you show mercy to somebody, you are being neighborly. Mercy is mandatory in loving your neighbor. Mercy is mandatory to purely care for those who are hurting, helpless, and hopeless. Mercy is mandatory. If you don't have mercy, you're just performing a religious act to either you're trying to make God happy or you're trying to feel better about yourself if there's no mercy in you when you serve those in need. And I'll tell you what, people that you're trying to serve will know that they'll they'll just know you know what I'm a project to this person people will know that we can only show mercy if we've been given mercy we can only show mercy when we reflect on the mercy that we've been given by the Lord Ephesians 2 says but God this is my favorite verse too I got a lot of my favorite verses in today this is really great Ephesians 2, verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Those who, can, those who show mercy are the ones that have been shown much mercy. Now, here's the thing Safe Families, safe families loves and wraps around the vulnerable, those in need. That's what Safe Families does. Um, we're going to have a chance right now to hear a Safe Family story. So I'm going to invite the, the Smiths and Jenny to, to come up here. And um, the Smiths have been involved with Safe Families for a little while now. And you're going to be able to hear their story of how they have been wrapping around along with some others, uh, to a family in particular um, that's been in need. So we welcome Jenny and Todd and Leanne.
1: Well, as Ryan mentioned, Todd and Leighan are a host family with Safe Families, and they first got connected with Safe Families back in March of last year. And then in June had their first opportunity to help a mom in our community who was in need, uh, living at Contact Ministries, another great ministry our church supports with her five children. And she was going through a season where she needed help and was not able to keep all of the kids and be there. Um, So they stepped in to help with hosting two of her little girls. They welcomed these girls into their home for a month and then continuing from last June have have had a relationship with this family and these girls and now even a younger sister who's come into their home a lot of times. So they've just really started to connect with this family. So we wanna ask you guys a little about all that. And first off, what was it that made you think Safe Families is something that we have to do? This is us.
2: Well, the first time we had the opportunity to hear Ryan share about Safe Families, I was just convicted in my spirit. This is what the church should be. The church should be coming alongside people in need and helping them through their toughest time. Why wouldn't we? And uh, when we left that gathering, I got up the gumption to say something to Leanne about this, and uh, we were in unity, that the Lord had spoken the same thing to her. And uh, so, we just made the decision that, yes, uh, obviously, this is something we should be doing. We've, we've had confirmation from the Lord.
3: Well, it had to be an exciting moment, right? <laughs> it was exciting. Feeling like we were called to do this was very exciting. Mm-hmm. That was what we found out, the easy part. Once yeah. we got involved in doing it, that became the hard part.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So what, what were some of the
3: challenges that you faced initially with doing this? Well, taking in children that you don't know, you just have so many questions, like what kind of personalities do they have? What have they been raised with so far? How would they respond to Todd and I? So there's just a learning curve that goes with that. Um, on a practical note, I needed a lot of help with hair care because I didn't know how to take of these, care of these little girls' hair. So <laughs> there's a lot to learn.
2: Yes, and you know we realize that um, anytime you step out and serve, Struggles will come. And uh, learning to rely on God to help us through those struggles. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you've been called, He will be faithful to help you over those struggle times and uh, help you to persevere through the the work.
1: And as you're walking through those moments that are challenging, were there people who came alongside you to help you navigate that and
3: figure it all out? Most definitely. Safe Families is set up with a wonderful structure, with uh, coaches. We had a great coach in Tammy Rockford. Um, she stepped in and connected with the parents in ways that we couldn't, it was just a go-between between the mother and the children. Ryan was a huge resource for us, but then there are others in our church.
2: Yeah, uh, our C2 group um, really took hold of this concept and uh, surrounded us with prayer, um, gave us support and uh, clothing and, and items that we could use and uh, financial resources to go out and acquire what we needed to serve. But also, um, we had several members of our church family who called us and said, we have things, what what do you need? And we were able to uh, be served by some of you in the congregation. I had a business acquaintance from St. Louis that I just happened to mention what we were kind of involved with. And she said, I'm sending you a box of stuff today. And uh, (laughs) sent us up some things we could use. We had a high school friend that we had not seen in years, but were connected with on Facebook and saw something there and said, I have a a barely used car seat and it'll be on the front porch. Just swing by and pick it up. It's amazing how wide people came from to help us out uh, when the need was presented.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And I know you guys have story after story of things that have happened. Um, And if somebody out there is considering safe families, I'm just going to say, these guys have great stories and insights. I'm just going (laughs) to so you could reach out to them any time, I would bet, and they would speak into that with you. Um, but through all of this, um, what would you say are the probably the most impactful things that you've seen happen in the lives of these three little girls?
2: Yeah. Well, um, the impact is yet to be seen. You'll have to ask them um, someday. We just pray that we can have some impact. But I'll tell you... The Lord is faithful to show us little glimpses of victories along the way. Um, we love to hear them calling us or they're having their mom call us and say, "Can we go to church with you again?" We love having them in the car and hearing three little voices in the back seat saying, "We want the church songs on the DVD or the uh, CD on the radio and singing along with uh, VBS songs. Um, There are so many ways, but uh, I also love to challenge little minds and get them to think and talking about what do you want to be when you grow up. I first asked that question to the oldest one who is 10 and now uh, approaching 11 and had never thought about that. And now we hear them. We get to challenge them. What do you want to be when you grow up? And to hear their minds start to think and windows of opportunity open and just this morning, The Lord blessed us on our way here. Out of nowhere, we weren't talking about this. The oldest one said, I want to work at Calvary Church when I grow up. (laughs) And I said, well, that would be a wonderful job. What would you like to do? I'd like to have a name badge, and I'd like to be in the place center um, serving in there. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord.
1: Wow, that's cool. (laughs)
2: Let me me say... um, we just believe that God, we're planting seeds today. God is the one who will bring the meaningful impact.
1: Yes, and obviously as you see impact in their lives, it clearly touches your hearts and your lives too. What would you say that as part of this and this experience, what has God been doing in the lives of Todd and Lee Ann Smith through this?
2: Oh, a whole bunch. <laughs> I am a, uh, I'm one who likes to fix things. And I just think, let, let me get my hands on it. I'll get in there and I'll, I'll straighten some things out and it'll all work. And the Lord is showing me again. It just doesn't happen that way. Trust in me. Do the little things a step at a time. And leave the big things to God. And I have to learn to be comfortable with that. And, and we're, we get to see glimpses.
3: I would say the biggest change for me is just having my eyes opened to really look around and see that there is a need right here in Springfield. And the number of calls we get for help, it's amazing. So just uh, being more aware and then wanting to take action. And what would you guys say to somebody sitting here today who's thinking this might be for them, but they're just not sure? What would you tell them? Well, I think. God can only use us when we step out and take the time to do something. So I would say if you're feeling called, step out Mm -hmm. and let God work through you. That's great. Thank you so
1: much, you guys. We appreciate these guys. (laughs) Thanks.
0: Tremendous. Um, Oh, you know what? I don't think you need to hear from me much anymore. (laughs) Right? If you really want to fill in your next blanks, okay? Compassion, hospitality, generosity. There you go, there's your three words. <laughs> if you want to hear more about that, I have a training event coming up in March, you can sign up for it. Um, But no, you know, I really encourage you to really reflect on what happened in this parable, on how someone in need was served, was loved. Reflect on the story that um, Todd and Leanne just just hold. So, so here, here's some opportunities for us right now. Okay? Um, I would love for everyone to be involved in Safe Families. And you know what? Everyone can be involved in Safe Families. Todd and Leanne just gave you some great examples of, of things that people can do that have nothing to do with actually having a child in your house. But you can host a child. We need host families. The average length of stay a kid's going to be in your home is about 30 days. We need people to mentor these parents that we work with. Um, we need people to help out our host families. We need people to financially give to our ministry. I mean, we're, we're a ministry, and we, we rely on the generous giving of people. There's gonna be an opportunity for you all to give. And let me give you a little framework of how impactful um, donations can be. One of the the goals and objectives that Safe Families has is we help keep kids out of foster care because we're intervening before things get too bad in the family's life. One child in foster care for one year costs about $25,000. And the average cost of our hostings that we do is about $550. Talk about an investment so the ushers will be coming down in just a moment and if you feel led to give um, we would greatly appreciate that you can you can give cash if you you can write a check to the church and the the church will will then give to save families Um, so actually I'm going to go ahead and invite the ushers once you all start coming down we do have a booth in the the lobby and um, if you want more information on a volunteer role if you want more information um, uh, We have a training event coming up. Um, You can can find out more information there. Let me pray for this, and then we'll we'll close out our service as we take this offering. Father God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for Safe Families. Thank you for the Smiths and all the other volunteers. Lord, I can just start naming off names. Lord, I just pray, Lord, as as, uh, this offering is received, that this money would be used to your glory for the benefit of families in need thank you for this opportunity for us to give generously back as you've been generous to us. In Jesus' name, amen. by uh, the support of Calvary, by the generosity that you guys have just demonstrated, so thank you. Um, As we we close up today, I really want you to have this not just be about safe families. We just provide an opportunity to love your neighbor, but this is something you can do on your own. Those of you have not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, like we said, that's the first step, because you can't love your neighbor unless you love yourself as Jesus loves you. The prayer teams will be coming down as we close the service, and if if the Lord is stirring in your heart that that's what you need, that, that you're feeling needy and vulnerable, please come down and get prayed for. If you need some wisdom in how to live this out, come down and get prayed for. If you have any other need in your life, Come down and get prayed for. Um, I just love it when Pastor Mark says every week, don't leave this place if you need prayer when we have an opportunity for it. So come get prayed for. Thank you all so much. Um, I, I really, I, I look forward to, to continuing to minister with you. I love being a part of this church family. Let's let's pray and I'll have the, the, team, the prayer teams come down and we'll, and we'll sing at the end. Let's stand and pray. Father God, thank you so much for your love for us, that you are rich in mercy and you showed us mercy at our time of most desperate need. Father, I pray for any of us who have any type of need now that you primarily meet that right now that those who need to cry out to Jesus, cry out to Jesus, come get prayed for, Lord, that those who need a special touch from your spirit feel that and experience that right now. Lord, for those of us who need to take a bold, risky step in tangibly doing this, whether it's just with our neighbor next door, someone in need that we know, or through the Safe Families ministry, Lord, that you embolden us to do that. Thank you for giving us all that we need. For Jesus. We pray this in his name. Amen. God bless you. Prayer teams. Please come